Welcome to None Dare Call It Ordinary's 31st bonus episode! How yeah, are you yeah. doing, my friend? I'm doing good. How about yourself? How's oh, it going? I'm doing just fine. I am deep inside the closet ready. Nice. For part four, returning to Mr. Frank Dukes himself and his autobiography, The Secret Man. Hey, before before we start, I do want to let our patrons know of this very important tidbit. Oh, because oh. on this bonus outline for this episode, when I when I went to add some some jokes and stuff, I saw Dylan transition to Roman numerals. It is yes. officially the secret man for. Yeah, very monumental. I felt, you know, we were using those gross Arabic numerals. I felt this is Dukes <laughs> we're talking about. We need something bigger than that. That's right. Something even more getting ancient. serious now. Exactly. So as you may recall from our last episode, I don't know, a couple million years ago. Dukes was hot on the trail of Fish's Russian gun in East St. Louis, and he had relieved it off of two gentlemen in a very violent matter. Mm, and yeah. that's actually going to come up at the very end of this episode. So just keep that scene in the back of your mind of him just beating the total shit out of those two dudes in East St. Louis. But as we all know by now, as per how Dukes is deciding to write this book, we actually won't be covering Fish in this episode. Instead, we'll be diving into the mission that director of central intelligence himself, Bill Casey, mm. sent Dukes on next, teaming up with the Russians to recover a stolen bioweapon codenamed Delphi 9. Oh. Definitely real. Yeah. Definitely it. real. The starting point of Dukes's fantasy is a real event, an anthrax outbreak in the town of Sverdlovsk. Ukraine, I believe, on April 2nd, 1979. Approximately 100 people died in what has been referred to as the biological Chernobyl. So not good. Not a good place to be. You don't want to be there. Dukes would learn the extent of his new assignment directly at CIA headquarters, but he wasn't really in the CIA. You know, he's kind of he's so deep <laughs> in it. He's out of it and all that kind of stuff. So he had to be snuck in through the mailroom in a disguise. And he does say that there were a bunch of x-ray machines and these menacing dogs that were sniffing packages, but I guess only the mail gets this <laughs> extra security and anyone else can just wander right through there without well, getting checked. What was checked. this guy? Is he dressed up like a package? No, no. Oh. See, that that would have been a big mistake because that's when he would have got menaced by those sniffer dogs. That's true. Yeah, that's, that's the opposite of what you want. Yeah, the last thing you want to be in the mailroom is a package. Dukes, though, he was not in his best shape for this meeting. Let's just put it that way. I don't mean to interrupt here, but I do have to say, I want to oh. clarify Dukes's physical body was not in the best shape. As we learned from the last episode, mm -hmm. it's likely Dukes's spiritual body was probably ripped oh. and very much in shape. So yes. Yeah. I can, you know, if you remember the kind of the speed of the kind of kick knockout versus punch knockout mm -hmm. at the end of blood sport, you can only imagine how fast his spiritual body oh, dear could have knocked uh, yeah, someone out even. with just his kick. Yep. Just faster than the speed of light. But yes, I, I am talking about Dukes' physical body because first, okay. there was the three-hour time difference, which is quite yeah. a doozy. This is something we're going to find Dukes uh, doesn't like jet lag. It's really a, it's really a drag on, on, his, <laughs> on his physical health. But also... Dukes didn't have enough time to sleep off the Crown Royal and Coca-Cola from the previous night's celebrations. <laughs> uh, so he's a guy. 
Yeah, so he's really hung over. This is when you want to learn that you're going to team up with the KGB. But finally, you know, he was brought into CIA headquarters and he was brought in to face Casey himself. And he felt the need to start the conversation off by explaining how the two telephones that were on the desk, how only one of them was secure and they were color coded. This is this is the utmost important thing that Casey needed to tell Dukes. And I don't understand why they're both not secure. I don't yeah. know why you need an unsecured line at the CIA. I don't know. I think you always need to keep uh, your telephone securing fair and balanced. I see. Yeah, that makes sense. See, what I think you should do, make it fun, make them the same color, and then it's a game of like, oh, oh. are you going to use the secure line or not? Which one's secure? Yeah, you got to keep the secrets fun. The next item on their very important agenda was the adequacy of Dukes' disguise. And I'm just going to quote this section in full. His bloodshot eyes betrayed his own fatigue. You're wearing a wig. He seemed more disgusted than surprised. That official disguise kit you sent me is shit, I complained. The hair dye runs and the lifts. Come on, I'm already six inches taller than most of the world. Well, at least invest in a good hairpiece next time. I've got my own hairpiece attached to my head. It's real. Then invest in a good haircut, the old man ordered. Listen, he went on. That's enough bullshitting around. Let's get down to business. You're going to be working with the Soviets. He paused for a moment to let me hoist my jaw back up to its usual level. When I when I first read this on the outline, I thought part of Duke's disguise was him wearing high heels. Oh, but no, I think he's just saying he has lifts like in his shoes. Yes. So I just want to make sure Duke's isn't distracted by himself because we all know he can't seem to. Uh, yeah, he's been to sexual graduate school. So yeah, he's and that's going to come up say. in this very episode, as of course it Good. will. But yeah, definitely that that would not work. He would just be staring at himself <laughs> in a mirror because we all know how much he loves looking at women through glass. Showers would be coming on. Yeah, that's how you defeat Dukes. Dress him up as a lady, put him in front of a mirror. <laughs> yeah. It's over. Once he was able to return his jaw to its rightful place, Dukes was told about the Sverdlovsk incident and how Casey was going to work with the KGB to figure out who was responsible. Because it wasn't just an accident. A technician and his anthrax cultures disappeared following the incident. To you and I, this would seem like an important conversation to pay attention to, but not for Dukes. Instead, he laughs and mentions the movie Goldfinger and tells us that he and Casey would call the anthrax agent Delphi 9. Apparently, he got that from a spy novel, which... You know, this is definitely the only thing that he got out of reading a spy novel. But Casey, you know, he's working with the KGB. He wants to deal with his Delphi 9 business, but he's skeptical of the official Soviet story. And he wants Dukes to not only assist them, but to find out what's really going on. Quote, now the commies are afraid that the Chinese or some half-assed country like Libya will get hold of the bacterium. That's just plain old bullshit. Hell. You can get anthrax spores off the back of any fucking goat or right off the ground, for God's sakes. So what's the big stink? I hope you'll find out. I prefer the half-assed country description opposed to our president. Shithole countries, personally. Yeah, that's... it's not. Yeah, they're not. They're not. They're only halfway. They're only halfway to the shithole. Also reading this, I thought, let me Google getting anthrax spores off the back of any fucking goat to see if that's true. And then I, it's like, maybe, maybe I shouldn't do that. So yeah, I, I, I kind of, to. my so. goal. So if you ever get goat hairs to inspect in your lab, mm -hmm. you definitely got to check mm -hmm. them for anthrax because, you know, that could be an international yeah, incident right there. So Casey did have some idea of what the big stink was. 
he suspected the Soviets were trying to make a viral version of anthrax, which doesn't make okay. any sense no. uh, in case you were wondering. Um, <laughs> anthrax is a, a bacterium after all. He even thought they were trying to make a version of anthrax, which only affected certain races. It was this latter feature, which Casey suspected terrified the Soviets most quote. Can you imagine what can happen if the Chinese use something like that in a move for world domination? We could be up against the genocidal weapon that will make the Holocaust a goddamn warm-up session. Yeah, you know what? This all checks out to me. Bacteria can turn into viruses, and viruses can be racist, despite you know race being a social construct. That's that's fine. You know, biological weapons. That's one thing, but social weapons, weapons mm. that can attack certain social constructs. That's right. That's dangerous. Yep. And uh, you know, this is a um, this is something we we mentioned before, and you know, might as well get it out of the way now. Because after the briefing for this incredibly important and dangerous assignment, Duke's just got a whole month off. This is the perfect time for a vacation. <laughs> you know, the, the, the Chinese might be using a weapon to target all the non-Chinese people, I guess. So, you know, got to take a month off. And Duke's took advantage of the opportunity to return to his sexual graduate research. Quote, at a party, a friend introduced me to a woman so beautiful I couldn't take my eyes off of her. Luckily, I didn't have to. We didn't leave her bedroom for three and a half days, ordering takeout deliveries and having our meals in bed, too. Thank you for listening to this bonus episode sample. If you would like to hear the rest of the episode, along with all our weekly bonus episodes, become a $5 a month patron over at patreon.com slash ordinary. That is also where you'll find any blog posts, pictures, and news updates to go along with our regular series. You can also send us an email at nonedarecalitordinary at gmail.com. Lastly, we ask for you to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever your podcasts are served.